repeated this morning. Oh, gosh. I'm looking at the time and laughing. <laughs> it's a chuckle, isn't it? Oh, gosh. There's a couple of scriptures I want to share with you this morning that talk about uh, uh, the Christmas um, gifts. The greatest Christmas gift that you can receive is what I want to try to share you with you this morning. And um, the, the whole purpose, I think, of Christmas is summed up in, in um, this first verse. It's John chapter 3, verse 16. You know it well. It goes like this. God so loved. God so loved. God, did you ever hear the story about um, um, Billy Sunday that went to um, um, Moody Bible Institute in the 50s? And, um, and um, Dwight L. Moody wanted him to preach a, a revival because he was going to be gone for a whole week. And he didn't want the people to flounder. So he said, will you come and do a, a revival? And, um, and uh, they said, he said, yes. So he went and preached a revival. And um, phones was just coming into big power, you know, and everything. And every, every night, Dwight L. Moody would, Moody would call home and ask his wife, how did Billy do tonight? And so on Monday, she call, he called and she said, well, he got um, uh, the Bible out and said, turn to John 3.16. And he said, he, he read, for God so loved... And then he quit reading, and he preached for an hour and had an altar call. Tuesday he called up, and, and uh, he said, how did Billy do tonight? And she said, well, he opened the Bible to John 3.16, and he got to God so loved. And he preached for an hour and had an altar call. Wednesday, same thing. Thursday, the same thing. Friday, uh, Dwight L. Moody called and said, don't tell me he preached on John 3.16, and she said, yeah, he did. And he got this God so loved. And he said, he said to everybody in the, in the auditorium, he said, I'll move on when you get that. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. We don't get it, I don't think, sometimes. God so loved the world that he gave, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The whole purpose of Christmas my goodness, my friends, is because God so loved the world. Um, and then uh, that's, that's a, his first uh, expensive gift that he gives us. And, and then uh, to follow up the logic of that gift is in Romans chapter 8, verse 32. It goes like this. Uh, he did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Really give us all the gifts that he has. And, uh, and um, I like that verse uh, tremendously. Um, this is the word of God, isn't it? For all people. Thanks be to God. Oh. Um, when you look at that verse there, in the living uh, translation, it says, Since God did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, then can we not, how can we then not expect that with him? I like that with him. With him, God will freely give us all of his gifts. All of his gifts. Now, I, we've been talking about God's gifts for, for um, this is our fifth Sunday. And um, I'm going to talk about three more gifts. We, did, we added three last night. I want to add three to this morning. Um, three gifts. And, and so we have ten gifts. 
Some of them overlap a little bit, but they have different uh, venues in them, different uh, areas of concern, and, and we do that again today. But, but um, uh, um, I, I've done a Bible study on these gifts that God gives us in the New Testament, 50 different gifts he gives us, and there's much more than that, I think. But um, that's using the word gifts that he has for us. Um, I, I've always said this a lot. Of, I said it a lot of times at Christmas. Part of the confusion is, of Christmas is um, that we think Christmas is about giving. You know, and and um, I want to share with you that that really the true meaning of Christmas is about receiving. We have to have somebody to give it to us, so don't we? But, but I think we get, we get confused over the, the giving and receiving part. And, um, and uh, I love the giving myself. I, I, I just love giving. But really, it's, it's not that, that that's the most important. What's most important is receiving. Receiving the greatest gift that we can ever receive, ever get, ever, ever grab a hold of. I don't think we can really um, give the gift truly from our heart without receiving this gift that God gave. That make sense? If we think about it. If we think about it, you know, many people have, have gotten um, gifts and, and uh, maybe a year later or two years later they find that gift up in a cupboard someplace that they forgot to open it, you know, or it got moved somehow. And years later they find that gift. And, and so the gift that they received was never taken. You know, never, never became a reality. And so I think for us to understand God's love for us, um, the, spirit is, the spirit of Christ, Christmas is actually about receiving God's gift to us so that we then can give gifts to family, loved ones, friends, whoever it is. Let me share with you some more gifts today that God gives us that we need to receive. And again, these gifts, like all the other gifts, um, um, are nothing that we can, we can um, go and purchase anywhere. They're not a gift that we can pick up and, and uh, take it with us because we're so special. It's not um, uh, <laughs> something that we can earn or even deserve. These gifts are all uh, gifts, the greatest gift uh, wrapped up in, in that baby Jesus Christ and his perfect life and his victory over death. Let me give you three of them. Just, and I made this real quick this morning because I, I uh, know we need to get back home and be with our families and everything, but it's got some meat to it, so listen to it. Um, God, God um, in this process of accepting this greatest gift of Christ at Christmas, what happens is, is God gives us something that we need desperately. He, need, he gives us a new identity. You grab a hold of that? A new identity. And this is going to be much like a, a personal testimony to you this morning. Um, uh, when I was in the, in, in the military, when I was in the Navy, um, uh, I had an identity. You know what I mean? I had an identity, and I wore it on my sleeve. You know, and everybody knew that I was a chief petty officer. And, and then I, they knew what I did because I had a badge up here that had a great big construction thing on it that said I was in the, in the construction part of the CBs. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Carol? Yeah. Uh, um, so everybody that I knew at that time for those um, seven years, 
knew that I was a uh, military person. Um, but it's also in the midst of all that, also in the midst of that, they, there was people that knew my identity as being a drug addict because I had, that's who I hung out with. Um, when I was not in the military uniform, I was in a different uniform, and it was one that was low class and an underworld, and, and everybody knew that identity of me. And then when Christ came into my life, 52 years ago now, when Christ came into my life, my identity changed, but it didn't change right away. It was an identity that said, oh, you are different, now start working on it. Because I was working on the other identities, you know, I was a chief petty officer three times because I got busted three times <laughs> and went back up to a chief petty officer. But um, uh, it, it was really strange, you know. So we grow in this new identity. He gives us this identity. Uh, it's in Second Corinthians chapter 5. When someone accepts Christ, that's the big gift. That's the big gift and the greatest gift we can have. Remember God so loved? Okay. When someone accepts Christ, they become a brand new person inside inside they are not the same person anymore a new life has begun and a new life began and and um, luckily for me i had someone in my life right away phyllis ann who helped me help me become that new person outside outside and and um, what a great gift the caretakers do for us isn't it um, helping us on our journey of faith, but helping us take care of ourselves and getting us better and everything like that, but also being those, those rocks that God puts in our play, place to help us grow in our faith. So we need that new identity. And you can't, I, want, I just really want to impress upon you, it's nothing you can fake. It's nothing you can um, put on. It's not a face you wear one place and one, uh, not, a, not another place. It's a new identity. You are a different person. You're changed. And then you start working on that. And that's why we have people that are different levels, you know. Um, some people are up here in their faith, and that's because they've had all these years of growth. Even Paul, even Paul, when we see Paul on the road to Damascus, in the very next uh, section of God's Word, we see him doing a big revival. But what we don't know is in that road to Damascus, and that big revival that he's having, in, uh, 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 was somewhere around 14 years span, where we hear him say, I, what I'm sharing with you is, didn't come from man, it came from God, it came from Jesus Christ himself. And uh, most of that 14 years he was spending, spending in a desert uh, format, being close to, trying to get closer to God. And Paul had a lot to get off of his uh, outer self, didn't he? And, uh, and the reputation and everything. He had that new identity and had to live it out. People were scared of him, just as people were scared of me when I first started. That's a great gift, that gift of, of a new identity. Thank you, Lord, for that gift that changes from the inside and then, and then um, changes us on the outside too. There's another gift that he gives us. And it's the gift of ability. I had a little bit of problems with this one, but I kept working through it. And not only does it give us an identity, but it gives us a new ability in our lives. One of them for me was, one of them for me, the new ability, just to share with you. Um, in, in the first few years of my life, 23 years actually, um, I let no one touch me. You know what I mean? I was 
not a person that you would... I'm like Paul. When Paul would walk down the street, folks would see him coming, they would move over to the other side of the street so they didn't have to walk by him, you know. I was, I was that person. I didn't want to touch anybody, didn't care to touch anybody, and nobody certainly touched me. I had this friend of mine at, at the Presbyterian Church that we were going to for a couple years, and, um, <laughs> and she was crazy. And every time she got around you, you know what she wanted to do? Hug you. Gosh, I couldn't stand it. I would hear her coming down the hall, and I would scoot into a Sunday school room until she walked by, and so I wouldn't have to face up to that, you know. And, uh, and um, finally one day she said, I know you don't like me hugging you, but you might as well know I'm going to hug you anyways. And I said, okay, thanks. And what she did was give me a great gift of healing. And I started letting people into my life with her and Phyllis and, and, um, and our kids at that time. And uh, now today, after all these years, I'm a bear that just wants to hug, you know. That's the part of that new ability that, that we have. But it, it's, um, it's in the Romans chapter 5. God has poured out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who is God's gift to us. I, uh, I had a great ability um, my great ability was to turn people off, to make them, I mean, when I was in high school, uh, somebody asked me one time years later, did you ever go to the prom or anything like that? And I said, go to the prom? No, no, but who wouldn't want me at the prom to begin with, you know? Uh, I was already causing enough trouble in the, church, in the school, let alone go to the prom. So uh, things like that, you know. God changed all that and gave me the ability to do something that I was unable to do. Are you ready? You want to know what that ability was? To love. To love. That was it. He gave me a new ability to love people no matter what. Love the people that, that I finally realized uh, one day. Um, one day as I was reading the first book of John or John's Gospel, and I was translating it from the, uh, the Greek to English from uh, a class at uh, Malone College. And, and I, I yelled at Phyllis Ann. I said, get up here. You've got to see this. And, of course, she already knew it. <laughs> but I said, I said, do you know who they're talking about here? And she says, well, sure, but who do you think they're talking about? And I said, well, all this love stuff is all about Jesus, isn't it? And she said, yeah. And I thought to myself, geez, so Pete, uh, how does she know that more than I do, you know? And, and she did. Uh, I think the ability to um, love somebody um, doesn't really happen unless you have that greatest gift that is ever given, Jesus Christ, in your heart. I think it's impossible to, um, to have the ability to truly, truly love, you know, and I'm I'm not talking about a brotherly love, a sexual love, a friend love. I'm talking about that agape love. That agape love where you look at people and you say, geez, I, I, remember, I remember looking at my, my son-in-law, now Steve, um, probably some 30 years ago. I looked at him the first time I saw him, and, and I said, oh, I fell in love with the guy. And I said, I said in my heart, you can marry my daughter. And he did later on. God gives us the ability to, to do that. It's something we can't do 
It's something we can't do unless we have that gift. He fills us. He fills us. It's in 2 Timothy 1.7. God does not give us that fear to, uh, spirit of fear and, and other, but instead he fills us with his power, his love, and with um, self-discipline. Those are the new abilities that we get along, along with um, that uh, gift of a new identity. Let me give you a third one here this morning. Um, and this overshadows some others, but it's still a great gift that God gives us. And we'll look at these ten gifts and tell God thanks for them. God gives us a new destiny. A new destiny. God gives a gives to me, to you, to everyone who accepts him. It's in Romans chapter 6. The free gift of eternal life. That's the new destiny. We get that free gift of eternal life through Christ our Lord. And that destiny comes in the package that we open up called Jesus Christ. When we ask ask him to come into our life, um, we get that free gift. Now, in my life, in my life personally, um, I knew my destiny. You know, you don't have to tell a drug addict they're a drug addict. They know it. You don't have to tell an alcoholic they're an alcoholic. They know it. You don't have to tell somebody that beats your wife up, you know, you're a wife abuser, you're not a, n- a nice person. You don't have to tell them that. They know that, you know. Whatever sin we're involved in, you don't have to tell people that. They know it, and they know what the result of that sin is. We get so numb, so... Um, far, far away from everything, from the world, that it takes an absolute miracle. It takes a gift that we can't even begin to understand to come into our lives and help us change that destiny. Change that destiny. Well, uh, jokingly, when we were in Vietnam, we made the comment, uh, we must all be going to heaven because we're living in hell right now. You know what I mean? And I know many people that have said that never been in a combat zone. Here in the United States, here in this place where we have so much, people have said to me that they know they're going to heaven because of all the hell they lived through here. Not true, my friends. Not true. (laughs) Not true. The destinies, like I said last night, one of two places. You know, we either go with God or we, we go without God. And um, I choose not to go without God. We're, there's only one place we get that, that destiny, and it's in the greatest gift God has ever given us, in Jesus Christ. And we have to open that gift up and take it. It's really strange that we don't understand where the gift comes from. Isn't that strange? People come to church, gosh, this is going to sound judgmental. All the Christmas specials and everything that are on, you know, um, uh, it's really strange, isn't it? That don't, Don't hear me wrong, it's just me having to deal with this. But like Mariah Carey, I know she's a great person. I know that she's a good lady, and I understand she probably does a lot of stuff that... But there's the other part, too, you know. And every year she has a Christmas special. For one hour, you know, I'm, look me, I'm, you see, you can't fake that. 
You can't fake that. You can't fake that identity. <laughs> you can't fake that ability, and you can't fake that um, destiny. Gosh, that sounds terrible, I, but it just bothers me. You know what I mean? That people out in the live in the world all the time. Well, gosh, now I'm really going to get in trouble. But people come to church year after year after year, and the gift is there sitting in, in front of them, and they come year after year and never open, the par- never open the present, never invite Christ to come into their lives. I, it, gosh, I was, well, friends, I never went to church until I started hounding Phyllis Ann, and I didn't know that it was God hounding me. <laughs> I was 23 years old before I stepped in the door of a church. Wow. Lord, forgive me. He did. What do we do with these gifts? It's the question. And it's nothing more than humbly and gracefully accepting the gift. Accepting the gift that God has given to us. He gives them to us because of his love and his grace. And as I, as I thought about this, and thought about it's the receiving of the gift that's so important, um, but we have to have somebody to give. And so I'm thankful that God gave us this great gift. Um, Phyllis Ann and I received a great gift this Christmas. Not only Jesus Christ, but we accept, we, your gift to us was just unbelievable. Thank you so much. But we received this gift. <laughs> and uh, it's one of those gifts that you receive that um, it just touches your heart and you, you can't help but shed tears and uh, tears of joy and excitement. We received this gift, and, um, and um, it's not our gift. We received the gift, but it's not ours. We have to give it away. You know what I mean? It's a gift that is given intentionally to give to somebody else. Wow. I think that's what God has done for us. The gift was a hallmark recordable book. Do you know what I mean? You ever, have you ever seen them? They're fantastic. It's a fantastic thing. So Phyllis and I sat down and read the story. Of course, I put a whole bunch of stuff into it, you know, along the story and told, her how, told Claire how it's a gift for Claire. We, we read the story and I said, Claire, maybe in 50 years when you're a little, well, maybe 10 years, when you're a little bit older and we're gone, you'll have this voice of your grandma and grandpa. Huh? Too cool, isn't it? It's, you know, don't you? Gosh. Greatest gift in the world was given to us specifically to give away. And that's what God has done for us, isn't it? He's given us the greatest gift in the world, not for us to keep it, but for us to give it away. It's in, the, it's in our hearts and in our lives that God wants us to do that in such a uh, loving and caring way. And you have to have the gift to give it away. So I can't wait till Claire sees her book and opens it up. You know, we, this will be the second thing we've done for her like that. You know, what we did the first time was we, I went to build a bear and got a bear with a recordable thing in it. And then I gave it to Sarah and I said, next time you go for an ultrasound, you um, have the doctor put this up and record her heartbeat in your belly. 
in your womb, huh? So she has that, and they turn it on all the time. So I can imagine that years down the road, Clara and Sarah will get this out and say, here, you want to hear Grandpa and Grandpa? Grandma and Grandpa again. Hmm. Hmm. Too cool, isn't it? This Christmas, um, as we finish up, gosh, you see what I mean? It's just a gift to be given away. That's the best gift we can receive. My goodness. I pray you have that gift this year. Let me finish up this morning with this prayer for you and for me, for all of us that have that gift. It's a prayer some 2,000 years old. It's from Ephesians chapter 3. Let me pray it with you, okay? Let's pray together. I pray this day that Christ, Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts simply because you've accepted the greatest gift, simply because you trust him. I pray that your roots would go deep down into the soul of God's marvelous love. And I pray that you'll be able to feel, Lord, not just, not just to know, but to feel. Feel and understand how long and how wide and how deep and how high your love for us, for me, for you, really is. And to experience this love for yourself. Lord, that's my prayer for not only myself, but for everybody here this morning and everybody at home that's watching live. And for those that will watch us later, I pray that Christ will become more and more at home in our hearts every day of our lives. Every day of our lives, Lord. May we... May we receive that greatest gift that can ever be given to us this year and then make sure we give it away. Help us to do that as our prayer, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this time. We pray it all in your Son's name today and for his glory. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Well, let's stand and sing one more song this morning.